Yo, this is the first disclaimer segment of the Effort and Guts Labor Squad podcast. Ideally, I'd have my partner in crime here to say this with me. However, he's not picking up on Skype at the moment, so I'm just going to record the sucker by myself. Yeah, you guys know the drill. This podcast contains some coarse language, yada, yada, yada. Don't listen to it if you're sensitive, or in this episode's case, if you're a Mac user. If I wanted to completely rip off the Anime World Order patented disclaimer segment, I might say something about listeners that are under the age of 18. However... That would exclude two people that are very crucial to this podcast success. Now wouldn't it? Now, back to editing this stupid piece of shit. Alright, enjoy the show. episode of the Effort and Guts Labor Squad podcast. I am your host, or one of them, Nocturne SB, or Sam in real life. It really depends where you might know me from, but for the sake of simplicity, we're just going to call me Sam on this podcast. And who are you? Oh, well, I'm Jamie, and I don't really have an online handle, so I'm not entirely sure what I'm doing here. Yeah, but... I just kind of dragged you here. For those listening... The way this podcast started, I guess we'll just jump right into this. How you got me into your little scheme of it? Yeah, I think we'll just jump into that right now, because there's not much else to say. But yeah, the, the way this podcast started was, I was away on vacation, and as usual, I was listening to a lot of anime podcasts, because it was really my only contact with the world of fandom, since I didn't have internet. And after listening to all these podcasts and getting somewhat intoxicated, podcast intoxicated as it were, I came back and I said, Jamie, let's start a podcast. Hey Sam, a podcast? Why? <laughs> because I feel like it, Jamie. And Sam always gets his way. Oh. <laughs> so, meeting sometime? Alright, well, yeah, that's how it started. So, here we are. A few days later, we are recording a podcast. Uh, contact information... You can get in touch with us in a number of ways. You can go to our website, first of all, which is, get ready for it, blog.bashtarl.net slash podcast. I know that's kind of a mouthful. Bashtarl is B-A-S-H-T-A-R-L-E, as in the place from Giant Robot Animation. You can contact us via Skype at um, Labor Squad, which is our Skype username, or you can... or It'd be better, actually, if you send us an MP3 at our email address, which is at 
laborsquad at gmail.com. You can also send us an email if you like, and we'll probably read them on the show or and or play those voicemails on the show in the future. So, yeah, get in touch with us. Give us feedback, because this is the first time that either of us has podcasted. So, this show is probably going to suck, but we hope to get better. So, yeah. We can only hope. Exactly. So, yeah, this being the first episode, I guess we should go over exactly our backgrounds and stuff. Jamie, why don't you go ahead and start? Huh? You're the leader in this one, aren't you? I'm the red guy. No, you have to start. The leader comes last. Okay. I'm the finale. So, I kind of started watching anime back in, oh, like four years ago or so with Naruto, which was the thing back then. Yeah, I I guess I should preface by saying we're both pretty young by uh, anime podcast standards. Or no, I, I take that back. By good anime podcast standards if we are indeed a good anime podcast probably not continue jamie <laughs> we'll see in a bit but yeah and then my brother just started downloading it and he just watched it the whole like whatever hundred and some episodes that were at the time and then just gradually started going to like actual anime but that took quite a while <laughs> actual anime <laughs> well i mean anime that does not it's not associated with legion of annoying fans. Yeah, well, I don't mean to, like, disrespect the actual series. Just moving on to series that weren't extended. There were several hundred episodes, which was around when the filler started in for people who watched that Naruto back then. Hmm. Yeah. So, what shows are you into, Jamie? What shows? Most stuff. As far as anime that I'm watching goes, I just kind of, I just finished some Pixar movie, it's not really anime. Set Taikat and Children, <laughs> those of you who know. Uh, Satoshi Kon, uh, watching Suzuki Haruhi, of course. And oh, even the, the new East. one. Yeah, the new one, which finally came out when people least expected it. But that's news, which we're not doing. Exactly. That's also a show which I'm not watching, so that's another reason we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm not watching it yet since I just got a new computer and I'm still kind of figuring out this entire new computer business and I have like two se- I have like two seasons worth of anime to catch up on, so... Yeah, a new yeah. Windows computer, I might add, for the first time. Yeah, shut up. But yeah, I, I have three seasons of anime to catch up on and on top of that, 30 gigabytes of other downloaded crap, so it's chaos. What are some of your favorites, Jamie? Some of my favorites, Monster for starters, that was really good. Woo. And then Evangelion, Tengen, Topagren, Lagan, Arkuren, Lagan, whatever, however you want to say that. Gynax, man. Uh, five centimeters per second. Good stuff. Yeah, I'll leave it at that for now. Alright. Well, I guess I should talk about myself. As I said before, my name's Sam, or on the internet, I'm Nocturnus B. Yeah, I got into anime around the same time as Jamie, I guess, like four years ago. It all started for me with this one video game called Kingdom Hearts, and it had this funky art style, just very Japanese-looking to me at the time, and I never really experienced that art style as intensely as actively playing a video game before. So I went to the video rental store, and I watched my first real anime, so to speak, that being the Ghost in the Shell movie, the first one, the 1996 movie. 
Still yeah. haven't seen that yet. Wait, you still haven't seen... Really? No. Didn't I download it for you? Wait, you did? I thought I did. I've downloaded a lot of things for you. But... I'm sure. Whatever. Anyways... I'll get that started before this podcast actually ends. Yeah, you, you should. So that was my first show, or my first anime. I moved on to other things after that. It still remains one of my favorites. Since then, it's just kind of been a slow decline into the world of geekdom and just being a shitty person in general. So... <laughs> You started out as one of those cool people in school. Hey, that was a long time ago. I remember those days. That was a long time ago, Jamie. Yeah, I was a cool kid, and then I started watching Japtoons, and that changed me forever. (laughs) Actually, if if you count my unknowing exposures to anime, it'd be like Pokemon. Yeah, well, everyone can say that. Pretty much. Well, everyone our age, at least. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I know we already went over how this podcast started, but I guess we should go over what the purpose of this podcast is, because that may be unclear as of now. It might it looks a little bit like an exclusively anime podcast, which isn't necessarily the case. You're right about being unclear. Could you actually tell me what the purpose of this is? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this podcast is about whatever I want to talk... Or, no, whatever we want to talk about, which is probably inevitably going to be anime and manga and shit like that. Like, that's the purpose? Like, general geek stuff, I guess, is the real purpose of this podcast. So, I guess that kind of is a blanket term for everything that I like. So, I like anime and I like manga, music, I watch a lot of movies, video games once in a while. Currently really obsessed with playing Bioshock, because this new computer can actually run games like that, and I don't have any next-gen consoles or... Oh, excuse me, current-gen consoles, excluding the Wii, which isn't really a current-gen console. Another reason that we're starting this podcast thing, or that I'm starting it at least, is that in less than two weeks, I'm going to be traveling to Japan for the first time through an exchange trip kind of thing. So I guess we're doing the grand launch of this podcast on the eve, so to speak, of my grand launch to Japan. So, yeah. So hopefully it'll get edited before he has to go to Japan, because oh, I'm will. not going to do anything. Uh, we'll see about that. But anyways, this podcast is for stuff like that. It's, as I said before, it's called the Effort and Guts Labor Squad podcast. I guess I should go over what this is named for. It's named for two of my favorite anime series, or anime titles, what have you. The first effort and guts portion being good old Tapo Narai Gunbuster, the Gainax classic. It's probably my favorite show, but I never really went over my favorite shows before. Yeah, the other thing that's named for is Pat Labor. That's the Labor Squad. Which I haven't seen. I just give the other guy choice to pick a name. They'll make reference to something that you haven't seen. Yeah. Shame yes. on shame on you. Yeah, whatever. Well, <laughs> I'll send I'll send you things later. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's named for Gunbuster and Pat Labor, two great robot shows. And I guess that says something about my taste in anime. I'm not necessarily a mech head, but I do like robot shows a lot. Uh, I don't watch robot shows exclusively though. My favorite shows are probably um, Strike Witches. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know it. Yeah. Well. That's not necessarily my favorite show for the content, just my favorite show for the other things. But 
Yeah, so gun. Anyways, moving on from that. No, Gunbuster. I love Gunbuster, and the original Ghost in the Shell, or the entire Ghost in the Shell saga, is really great. Everything by Satoshi Kon. I love that. Oh, of course. Another favorite of mine is Giant Robo the animation, which is what my blog and website uh, are named for. Bastarl.net, as I said before. Uh, that's a really great one. I think everyone should see it. Um, in advance, if, in case you go to the site and see, it's called Bastarl Symphony. Why is it called Bastarl Symphony? It's because the music in Giant Robo is excellent. Wouldn't you agree, Jamie? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, you better say so. yeah, bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. So, that's us. So yeah, what are we going to talk about today, Jamie? What are you going to talk about? Well, I was going to go over Liar Game, which is a manga written by Shinobu uh, Kaitami, Kaitami. That's cool, and, that's cool. Yeah, talk yeah. about that. All right. What and are you going over? Yeah, after Liar Game, I'm going to be talking about a manga which Viz released last year in October called Solonin by Inio Asano. All right, moving on. My nephew, like the Power Rangers, and I did this on his birthday where he had all his friends around. They were like, Green Ranger, I said, let me show you the real Sentai. I'm going to show you the episode where Green Ranger actually died. And they were sitting there looking, a couple kids start crying like, no, Green Ranger can't be daddy. And the parents were like, what are you showing our kids? The Anime World Order Podcast. Not suitable for children, because the truth hurts. Visit us online at www.animeworldorder.com. So, Liar Game is a manga written by some guy or girl named Shinobu Kaitani. Couldn't quite find it out. So, this is one of his first series because he's not a very prominent uh, mangaka. He doesn't have his own Wikipedia article yet. And or if him. Look at, or him. Yeah. So, let's find out if it's a him or her. Well, Anime News Network credits him only with, like, a few things, including, oh... Sommelier. I think this is this one... I think I heard about this before. A wine thing. Oh, wait, no. I was thinking of La Sommelier. Not just Sommelier. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So, anyways. Liar Game is about this girl named Nao Kanzaki, who is a foolishly honest girl, as described in the manga. She has unconditional trust in other people. She's constantly getting taken advantage of and, like, scammed all the sorts, which is pretty bad because she's selected to participate in something called a Liar Game Tournament. Oh no. Yeah. So, a Liar Game Tournament is composed of several rounds where each one's a different game where you compete against other people, try and take their money somehow, or like gain money. The way each game works, they loan money in the beginning, and then at the end collect the same amount. Then during the process of the game, you like compete against the opponents to try and get money from them some other way. Uh-huh. So, start off with, she receives this big box of mail, opens it, it's full of money, about, I think it was 100 million yen, which oh, is... Oh shit. Yeah, it's that's quite like a bit. It's like a million bucks, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, it's a million bucks. So, and then it says, okay, so somebody else got this box of money, and at the end of this 
month, we'll come collect the money back from you. In the meantime, feel free to steal your opponent's money, but they'll also be trying to steal it from you. And through not very within the first couple of chapters, she just loses all of her money really quickly. <laughs> so she goes through the newspaper and searches up for an ex-con artist who she asks help for, named Akiyama. He's basically like the genius of the series, who just always comes up with all the crazy strategies and descriptions I for see. just how how to beat all the games to get through the rounds. He's also the guy who just comes and saves her every time she screws up and gets scammed. So they just progress through the rounds, and it's still going on right now. Eight volumes in so far. Oh, it's an ongoing series. Yep, and I'm still. I'm keeping up with it. It's worth reading. Cool, and cool. They've adapted to a TV drama, which aired 2007. That was pretty popular. I said that there were rounds, and it went up to the, the third round before it stopped. In my opinion, the third round, and probably other people's opinions, but the third round is by far the most complex game and the most interesting. I see. So is this, so, like, is this one of those shows where... Although it doesn't have much action or necessarily like stereotypically interesting things, it's going to keep you wanting to come back like chapter after chapter, kind of like Death Note or Monster style. Yeah, for me. One thing you could compare it to is actually Kaiji. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Although the, the ultimate survivor, pariah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So if you heard of Kaiji, watched it, read it, and you enjoy the same sort of like strategic and psychological aspects of Kaiji, you'll definitely like Liar Game. Does it have ridiculous metaphors in it? No, it doesn't, which is something I really miss. It's not it can't be just like as dramatic as Kaiji. It's like standing in buckets of cement at the foot of <laughs> a hundred story building and there are piranhas in the bucket of cement that can swim through cement. And there's yeah. an anaconda eating your arm. And there are prostitutes on the top of the building. And, uh, uh, nothing that cool. It's the extent to which the characters get to, like, show off is when they, like, see through the other person's strategy and have their, like, explanation. All this, like, having that I totally trumped you look on their face. But it's got, it does it's got have light, that same feel. He gets a light Yagami look on his face. Yeah. Kind of, kind of look. Uh, actually, yeah. Uh, one of the things is that Akiyama did kind of remind me of Light in some ways. Not like the whole moral way, but he just, the way that they think, like, five steps ahead and somehow they're always right, even though they, like, that don't necessarily have to be, but they are. Yeah, so. I, I wonder how they do that. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things about Liar Game is that the strategy, they actually go through a lot of trouble explaining it, which is kind of for people like me, because I like that kind of logic thing. Like, you're, you... Because you're a traditional nerd. Uh, I don't even know if I should call myself a nerd at this point. I'm just kind of like... A dude. Yeah, a dude. He <laughs> does stuff. Like podcasts. Yeah. And math. Yeah, and math. Does, does this incorporate interesting mathy things in it? Uh, this is one game that has to Probability. Does it have game theory in it, perhaps? The manga does mention game theory. <laughs> so, actually, that's one of the main big concepts of the series, the liar game, zero-sum game. Which means that nobody, act in the end, 
the total amount of money is conserved such that for every person who profits a certain amount, somebody else has to lose that. Mm. So that's one of the themes of the game because now it's this honest girl who believes in her ideals where in such a zero-sum game, everyone just has to cast aside their greed and be honest and everybody... Is she a dumbass? Uh, sometimes. Like, one of the things that because she's a dumbass, she can, like, draw out the enemies, like, information because they let their guard down. Uh, not paying close attention. Because, like, Akiyama comes up and like, oh shit, it's that guy. And she <laughs> comes up and's like, oh, okay, it's her. I'm fine. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, this is one of the only mangas. I got another friend to read who doesn't, who is not at all into anime and manga, but like me, he likes his same kind of, like, logic and strategy, psychological component. Oh, that's cool. So, would you say this is, that this is accessible to people who aren't necessarily into manga, anime, or even, like, comics in general? Yeah, definitely. Like, it doesn't have to be in the, like, manga medium. It could be, like, as it was live action or anything, really. That's as long cool. as you have all the ideas down, it's a pretty cool concept. Nice, nice. What's the art like in this? It's pretty good. Like... I'm not really an artist, and my art really sucks. I don't have much comment. But... Yes, yeah, same here. I guess we should say to the to the audience, both of us are bad at art. So when we talk about how good something is art wise, or how bad something is art wise, uh, we do so with a certain humility. Well, we, there's not too much to say about art. Like it was Kaiji that has a very distinct style, like super pointy and bold. But like, I mean, stereotypically bad. Yeah. Well, I, don't know, I like that. Oh, me, me too. I like it too. But it's like, it's not so bad that it's good. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, guess that's it with Flyer Game. Hi, this is Aaron and Noah, and we're a couple living in New York City. We run the Ninja Consultant Podcast. Sometimes we talk about ninjas, but mostly our show is about anime. We don't do anime news because we don't know any. I know what the news is because I've heard it on every anime podcast this week. We have over 800 years of combined otaku experience, and I guess sometimes we talk about it. You can train to be an otaku or just sound like one. Choose from any of the following areas of expertise. Conventions. Fan culture. AMVs. Fan subs. Fan parodies. Fan art. Manga. Cosplay. Ninja studies. Refrigerator repair. Or get your GED. And much, much more. Can you draw this pirate? Go to www.ninjaconsultant.com and discover the wonderful world of anime art. That's www.ninjaconsultant.com. Or search for us in the iTunes... Wait, we're a couple? You were a couple. I mean, I knew that. We here at the Eagles podcast, as it were, would like to also extend our congratulations to Aaron and Noah of Ninja Consultants for their recent marriage uh, in Zero G. So congrats, guys. Hats off. Keep on recording the good stuff. Also, quick DIY promo thing here. The Fast Karate for the Gentleman podcast their promo seemed to be offline, and I could not find a Greatest Movie Ever podcast promo anywhere, so you guys should go listen to those podcasts. They're better than our podcast, as are all the things we promote. So, yeah, Eagles, continue. That's it for Liar Game Review. Now we're going to talk about a manga which finished up in 2006. It's called Solonin, or Soranin, if you want to be Japanese. Uh, What's that mean? 
It's the name of a song, actually, but you'll find out more about that if you actually read the thing. I don't want to spoil anything. Uh. It's by a mangaka named Inio Asano, and he doesn't really... He, he's been getting more popular, but he doesn't write typically so-called otaku works. He writes more for regular people, I'd say, because, as I'll go into later, all the characters in this title are very hip, but, um... Like, so, that mean, like, teenagers? You know. Regular people? Or, I mean, maybe... make feel like, when Soul Reader's, like, having all the hip teenagers and rap music listening to iPods and stuff? No, when I think hip, I think of people with laptops with berets and scarves and sweater vests in Starbucks. Oh, so, like, Starbucks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, let's go over this. I guess I'll go over the story behind Solonin. Solonin is a story of a group of young friends. They're all in the early 20s. I think they're like 23 to start, at least the main character is. A group of young friends just out of college who are dealing with various personal problems, you might say. However, they all share a common feeling, one of alienation from adulthood. The main character of the manga is Meiko. Meiko is 23 at the start of the manga. She's not that long out of college. She has a job, a regular kind of 9 to 5. She works at a office supplies manufacturer, I think. She really hates her job and her co-workers. And co-workers suck. Yeah. Well, hey, I liked my co-workers when I worked that one time. But uh, you work at a cool place, though. Yeah. Well, we won't go into that, but... Later. <laughs> some other time, but... Uh, to find the actual quote, because I just want to read like a small bit of some of the stuff she says when she's on the train on the way to work, because I think it's pretty characteristic of her attitude. On days like this, I'm filled with a burning hatred for everyone I see, and I spend the commute to work wishing death on the people around me. I wish you'd all just die and get out of my way. This is a better one. I'm just your average t- office worker in Tokyo. I'm still young and dissatisfied, constantly disgruntled by society and adults. I have no idea what to do with myself, and while I wait for my epiphany, I feel the toxins collecting in my body. So yeah, she's pretty damn cynical. And So you have a whole group of people like this? I'll, you'll see, you'll see. She's pretty damn cynical, and she really kind of hates this world of adults, so to speak. Like, she has this really annoying co-worker... It's not really important or anything, but she has this really annoying co-worker who dates the boss, or goes on later in the manga to like date their supervisor, who's really nasty-looking. <laughs> and but at the beginning, she's dating like some really rich guy who's just using her, and she's like, uh, "The world of adults is so gross." And yeah, so she just kind of hates life at the moment, and she lives with her boyfriend, whose name is Taneda. Taneda is a freelance graphic designer. He's a pretty nice guy. I guess his most notable trait is that he's in a band. And he's in a band which he started with the music club at their college that they used to go to, because now they're graduated. And it's this group of friends that meet in this club, which are the principal characters. I mean, those are the two main ones, but the other band members in this group of friends are there's Rip, the hairy drummer, uh, he works in his family's pharmacy now after college. His name is Rip, actually, because of his shorts ripping when he was in elementary school during the athletic festival. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there's Kato, the fat bassist. 
who's still in college. He's spending six years in college. And there's I, who's Kato's girlfriend, who works in a boutique. And I guess she's, like, Mako's best friend. So what kind of music do they play in the band? I'll get to that. This manga has gotten a lot of attention lately because, first of all, it was released in October of last year, 2008. Uh, right now, by the way, it is June of 2009. It was released in October of 2008 by Viz, and it got a lot of attention recently because it was nominated for a 2009 Eisner Award. Eisner Award, for those who don't know, being the... Uh, kind of like the American Comic Awards, I suppose you could say. In U.S. edition of International Material Japan category, I don't think it really deserves to win because it's up against Duro by Osamu Tezuka, but mostly it's up against Monster. So oh, yeah. I don't think it's as good as Monster, but, I mean, it still has gotten some recognition for that. The manga pretty much centers around their lives, and it starts out... One day, when Mako's having a pretty average, and when I say average, pretty bad day at work, being her normal cynical self, and she comes home from work after getting hit on by her nasty boss, and she comes home to find Taneda sleeping, since Taneda was out working all night, since they're poor, or not poor, but you know, they're, they're kind of unemployable, out-of-college people. Eating ramen? Maybe, or actually... Parents send them lots of vegetables because she lives. She used to live on a farm, so I think they eat a lot of that <laughs> and curry. But she has a regular bad day, and she's just like, "Oh my god, I want to quit my job." To him, and he says, "Like, okay, I'll take care of it." And so the next day, kind of just on that little whim, she ends up quitting her job. And this manga kind of chronicles the next year or so after she quits her job and starts to do other things with her life and how that affects the people around her. This manga is pretty good. As I said before, it's very hip. Everyone wears these glasses, the kind that you might see, like those Macintosh people sitting around in Starbucks wearing. Do you know what I'm talking about, Jamie? Uh, I'm pulling up some pictures. Oh, I see the that one guy wearing glasses, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's pretty hip in this, and that doesn't necessarily bother me, but at times this can get a little bit too hip for me. Story-wise, I think it's a really good series. I can't say much than much more than what I've already said, because I don't want to spoil it, and the reason it's so easy to spoil is because it's really short. It's a single volume, a little more than 400 pages long, so you can easily get through this in like a few hours, if you're oh. like me. Um, when I go to the Wikipedia article, it says that there's two volumes. That is the, that's the original Japanese printing of this thing. Oh, so they, like, combine it? The yeah, they, they, they combine it for the reprint. And they also, I think they colorized some pages, which is nice. Or they used the color editions, editions of some pages, which weren't used in all the scans that I found. So I'll take that for what it's worth. Uh, it's a really nice release, well-written. I think this is a really appropriate title for us to review and talk about on this first episode, because I guess the best way to talk about this is to say that the message, I think, really encapsulates what a lot of so-called otaku or, you know, anime fans or nerds or whatever might identify with, because throughout this entire work is this message and this ideal of, not, I'm never going to grow up, but the world of adults is kind of messed up, and I think... In a lot of ways, it's good to stay young 
not grow up in some ways. And that's really prevalent throughout this entire work, because as you can see as you read this this band that I was talking about before, by the way, they do play, they play rock music. Okay. They, pl- they play rock music, and this band kind of serves as a way of them sticking together and supporting each other and, in a way, staying young in the world that's kind of pressuring them to grow up and become you know, members of society. Sounds kind of like XKCD when you mention it like that. <laughs> yeah. Great webcomic, by the way. It is. You have read that? I doubt there's a person on the internet who hasn't read XKCD yet. That's true. Or a person on my part of the internet. The part that I own. No. Uh, <laughs> Which would be your little corner called Bastar Symphony. But, but yeah, it's it's a really good read. I'd, I'd recommend that people check it out. The art is pretty interesting. It's not drawn like so-called typical manga style. I, I know that sounds really bad, but it's not drawn like the kind of prototypical anime style, which doesn't really exist, but it doesn't have that. It's, like I said, very hip. It's drawn realistically, but not super realistically. Everyone's mouths are a little bit big, but there's a lot of facial hair in people, and like people have trendy clothes on all the time. I know, it's really hard for me to talk about this manga because it's so easy to spoil, but I will say that, at least me personally, I could relate to this story and to the characters in this, and I'm not even like at the age that they're at in this, and I could still identify with them. I guess that's the really strong point of this series, or of this title, is the characters. Each character is very fleshed out in the short time that they are on the page, since, like I said, it's only 400 pages. By the end of it, I kind of feel like I know who everyone is. And maybe that's because I can already identify with them. But I'm sure there are people who will be able to identify with the characters even more than me, because they are more like the characters in their circumstances. I highly recommend that people check this one out. It's really cheap for, like, the amount that you're getting. I mean, let's see. The MSRP on this... It's 18 bucks. I mean, it's a few bucks more than, like, your regular manga, and it's 400 pages, or more than 400 pages. So go check it out. It's released by Viz Signature, so you know it's not going to be totally awful. Of course, I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to get it from you now that you're done. Pretty much. Yeah, so yeah, go check out Solonin by Inio Asano. Coming soon to Series 5 of R5 Central. You ready? No, but I ain't losing out to cardboard. All right, then. Captain S, let's finish it! R5 Central joins forces with the new adventures of Captain S in... R5 Central, Omicron Graffiti, Vox Guided! The full cast audio drama prologue and epilogue to the PBC production short Colossal Epic Battle. Coming soon to r5central.wordpress.com. Beat back the board. Finish the fight. So wait, there just happened to be a time-space fracture that brought you to that very moment? When you've been battling video game monsters on their own turf, you just don't question things anymore. Okay, that just about wraps up the first episode of the Effort and Guts Labor Squad podcast. Jesus Christ, that went by really fast. Woo. Like, those reviews were short, especially mine. Probably. Well, at least it feels like it. What was that? Huh. Oh. 
And it's just like I was about to say something and stopped halfway, so like I will edit it shorter, but it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, so, so that, that make I guess that's a wrap, but uh, before we go, our contact information, again, is laborsquad at gmail.com. You can send us an email or you know, record an MP3 and send it to us, and we'll play it on the show. Skype username, laborsquad. You can also leave a comment or talk to me, get in touch, at blog.vashtarl.net slash podcast. Next time on the show, assuming this gets edited and on the internet, next time. Well, it looks like we're going to be going to a marathon, Jamie and I. Uh, we're going to be going to a marathon of Hitalia Axis Forces, a historical... Axis powers. Axis, oh, excuse me. Wow, the force is getting tied up in my head. A- Hitalia Axis Powers, which is a comedic, historical anime or manga. I don't know what exactly what it is. I, haven't, I don't know much about it. About World War II. And I think I'm also going to take on the long-lived classic Royal Space Force, Wings of Hanemise. So, look forward to it. See you people later. Yeah, bye internet. Peace. When drops some roses and whiskers and kittens, bright copper kettle, some warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Cream color bonnies and crisp apples to do. Stories and slavers and schnitzel with noodles. Why kids that fly with the moon on their wings? These are a few of my favorite things. With blue satin sashes Not like a stay on my nose and eyelashes Silver white winter that made into springs These are a few of my favorite things When the dog bites, when the bee stings When I'm feeling sad I simply remember my favorite